What's up, Playbookers? I'm Raghun Manavalan. An imminent Trump indictment, plus why Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is about to be in the GOP's crosshairs. Here are the big things we're watching on Monday, March 20th. A quick headline, House Appropriations Ranking Member Rosa DeLauro is warning that a GOP proposal to roll back agency spending back to fiscal 2022 levels would cause irreparable damage to our communities by gutting the programs every single American relies on. DeLauro, back in January, sent agencies a letter asking for officials to detail what those cuts would look like. And this morning, DeLauro is releasing the responses. House Republicans are gathered at a luxury resort not far from Disney World for their annual three-day retreat. And where we've learned, House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan and senior GOP leaders are preparing to demand testimony from members of the Manhattan District Attorney's Office amid reports of an imminent Trump indictment. Playbook co-author Rachel Bade and editor Mike DeBonis are here to break it all down. All right, Rachel. This was supposed to be a chance for House Republicans to get together, take stock of their new majority, and seal themselves for the battles ahead they have planned with President Biden and Senate Democrats. But that's not exactly what's happening now, is it? Well, Mike, it's happening to an extent. Republican leadership, starting with uh, Kevin McCarthy himself, did this 20-minute press conference where they sort of laid out all their legislative achievements, things they've done in the past few months since he became speaker. But the problem is that everyone here is focusing on something else, and that is what's about to happen to Donald Trump. Obviously, there's news that he could be arrested as soon as Tuesday, tomorrow. Um, And if that happens, uh, Republicans want to have a response ready to go. They say they're going to investigate uh, the Manhattan district attorney who brought these would be bringing these charges against Donald Trump. And right now that is really sort of distracting from what Republicans were hoping to do down here, focusing on policy wins and then sort of rallying the troops for this partisan fights in the future. But obviously this is sort of suckage, sucking up all the oxygen. So if anyone is used to Donald Trump upending their best laid plans, it's House Republicans. I mean, this has been certainly a theme uh, going back uh, six years now. Uh, but uh, tell me what that disruption looks like. Like what what was the scene on Sunday night, on Sunday as you got to Orlando to the conference? Um, what did you see? What? How were people behaving? Well, at the press conference last night, more than half of the about two dozen questions for Republican leadership centered on a potential Trump indictment. And McCarthy sort of uh, made that worse because he said we could see some sort of action by Jim Jordan, who is leading the House Judiciary Committee, as soon as today. And, you know, I did some reporting about that. I'm actually hearing from Republicans out here that there was some talk about sending some letters basically calling in the folks who work in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and putting them under oath and trying to question them about this potential indictment. So if they do that today, uh, that is also going to obviously trump everything else that's going on regarding policy. I mean, I also ran into a number of Republicans in the hallway and reporters, myself included, we were all asking them for their sort of reaction to this. And folks said they wanted to see, you know, the Manhattan District Attorney Braggs um, come in and testify. And so, I mean, a lot of people are talking about this. And again, that's not what 
Republicans were hoping to talk about down here, but it looks like they can't really avoid it at this point. Yeah. And you said that you you were sort of uh, watching this sort of play out in real time, so watching these conversations in the hallway. I mean, you talked to Jim Jordan uh, and some of his allies, people like Scott Perry, uh, the chair of the Freedom Caucus. And like, what's their attitude now? How are they approaching this this uh, this potentially, you know, seismic uh, indictment of Donald Trump? Yeah. So I spotted uh, Jordan. He was sitting by himself, not by himself. He was with an aide, but there was nobody else around him in a hallway, on a couch, uh, basically had a phone out in front of him. It looked like they were doing some sort of conference call, probably about this. I don't know that for a fact, but uh, obviously he was sort of scrambling. And I know his team, um, you know, back in Washington and the Judiciary Committee, they're also trying to figure out what exactly they're going to do in terms of investigating the investigator here. And he didn't confirm that he wanted to subpoena Braggs, but he told me that uh, you know, Braggs is a quote, hold on, let me pull up the quote, a George Soros backed crazy left wing prosecutor uh, who was presiding in Manhattan where crime has been on the rise and is doing as, as purely a political sham. Very Jordan-esque uh, of him. Um, and then Perry also said he wants uh, Braggs to come in as well. And it's interesting because in that conversation with Perry, I was also talking to him about Speaker McCarthy, and he's always been a McCarthy critic. Uh, somebody who I did not think would vote for McCarthy for speaker. And, you know, he certainly was threatening not to uh, way back just a a couple of months ago. But he said that McCarthy's doing a good job. And he wasn't the only Freedom Caucus member who told me that last night. And yet, you know, even though McCarthy's having this sort of honeymoon moment, and even his critics are saying he's doing a good job, again, that is all being sort of drowned out by the fact that we're going to be talking about Trump and a possible indictment in the next 24 hours or a couple days or a couple weeks, actually. So, um, you know, it's it's a moment for McCarthy, but uh, it seems like the spotlight is really elsewhere right now. Uh, you can almost argue that it's, um, you know, there's almost a benefit for House Republicans all be in the same place in this sort of environment where they can settle on a message. And it seems like that's already starting to happen where they're, you know, attacking the prosecutor and kind of uh, everyone's sort of singing from the same score. Uh, is that the impression you're getting? So far, yes. Um, I mean, there are some Republicans, uh, I believe Don Bacon, obviously a more moderate Republican. He says he wants to see what, you know, uh, Braggs comes up with. He wants to look at the indictment. He wants to sort of follow uh, what comes out in the next few days. So he's taking a more measured approach. But by and large, I mean, Republicans across the board are sort of blasting this news. I mean, this wasn't here in Orlando, but, you know, I was watching uh, Chris Christie on Sunday uh, also sort of skewer the Manhattan DA's office saying that this is going to help Trump politically and all this stuff. And Christie's been, you know, a, a top critic of Trump, you know, since January 6th. So even you have Republicans who, you know, are vocal opponents of the, the former president right now sort of rallying behind him saying this is this is outrageous and, you know, shouldn't be allowed. And so I, I do think we're going to hear a lot of that. From Republicans over the next two days while I'm here. Yeah, even in Playbook over the weekend, we had quotes from you know Mike Pence and Peter Meyer, the you know very sort of centrist uh, uh, former congressman from Michigan. All of them sort of saying sort of similar things, saying that this prosecution is a bad idea. So, and aside from Trump, Rachel, just like what what does McCarthy want to focus on? Like what what was he talking in his press conference? Like what what was he really trying to emphasize? Uh, you know, apart from this impending Trump drama? I mean, you can kind of look at it in two buckets for Republicans. The first one um, is 
what they've done so far. And the second one being, you know, the plans for the future and sort of the planning on fiscal issues that they're going to have to uh, make big moves on in the coming weeks and months. I mean, McCarthy spent most of his press conference talking about, you know, repealing that D.C. Uh, crime bill that Biden is going to have to sign, uh, even though Democrats, a lot of them are divided on this issue. He talked about reopening the House and ending proxy voting, which was a big pet peeve of his during the COVID era. Uh, he talked about, you know, the Select Committee on China and how that won a lot of bipartisan support, very much touting things they've done so far. And then looking forward, he talked about how Republicans are going to be trying to, um, not trying to, they will pass a Parents' Bill of Rights. Um, they're going to be passing a massive energy package when they come back from this retreat later this week. And they obviously have to figure out something on a on a Republican budget and a debt ceiling strategy. So it's both a um, a Republican celebration of what they've been able to do so far since he became speaker, but also trying to use that momentum to make a plan for, you know, these issues that are going to be really prickly in the future. The debt ceiling uh, has often divided Republicans. Uh, and yet McCarthy thinks, you know, they're going to stay unified. Uh, so we'll, we'll just have to see. Well, Rachel, I would say enjoy the lovely weather in Orlando, but from what I hear, it's not all that lovely. So uh, enjoy Orlando nonetheless. Yep. Hopefully uh, today will be warmer than yesterday. Uh, yesterday was about, I think, 60 degrees and I was walking around with a coat on. So let's hope today is warmer. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 1 p.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will host a reception celebrating Nowruz. Harris and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff will also attend. At 3.15, the Bidens will welcome Jason Sudeikis and other members of Ted Lasso to the White House to discuss mental health. The Senate and the House are out today. A couple other things to circle on your calendar. Today, the Supreme Court hears a case on Navajo water rights. On Tuesday, Mike Pence delivers remarks on entitlement reform at Washington and Lee University. On Wednesday, Fed Chair Jerome Powell speaks to reporters after FOMC decides whether to proceed with planned interest rate hikes. On Thursday, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and General Mark Milley appear before the House Appropriations Committee. On Friday, Biden meets with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and addresses Parliament in Ottawa. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a good week. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Thank you.